Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Wednesday, November 16th, and this is People Every Day. Hello, and welcome to the official halfway mark of your work week. This is Janine Rubenstein coming to you with all the latest. And today's show has politicians, it has celebrities, it has royals, and as always, it has drama. Like that surrounding Full House alum Candace Cameron Bure and her comments about her new channel, The Great American Family, which focuses on content related to the, quote, traditional marriage. But before that, we're chatting with People's Aaron Hill about journalist Andrew Morton and his in-depth knowledge of Diana and the Royals. So let's jump in. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. If you don't live under a rock, and you don't because you're here with me listening to this podcast, you have probably heard the news that Donald Trump, the former United States president, will be running for a second presidential term in 2024. Trump announced his candidacy plans yesterday at the Mar-a-Lago Club in Florida, following swiftly on the heels of confirmations that the GOP achieved a majority in the United States House of Representatives during the midterm elections. Though these two announcements in quick succession have Democrats and progressives across the country on edge, many are taking solace in the fact that a number of Trump-backed candidates did not fare as well in the election as Trump himself might have hoped. And despite her father's eagerness to step back into the political spotlight, one Trump is saying, I'm going to stay out of this one. I'm talking about Ivanka, who is taking a step back from politics to focus on her family. Ivanka and her husband, Jared Kushner, served as senior advisors to President Trump during his term in office from January 2017 to 2021. But even though Jared was in attendance at Trump's announcement last night, Ivanka was not. Of her father's candidacy, Ivanka said, I love my father very much. This time around, I am choosing to prioritize my young children and the private life we are creating as a family. Jared also stated that he would not be as involved in his father-in-law's campaign this time around, echoing Ivanka's statement about focusing on their three children, as well as saying that he wants to devote more time to the investment fund he started last year. Moving on, I am happy to report that actress Denise Richards and her actor husband, Aaron Pfeiffers, are both okay following a road rage incident. Yesterday morning, the pair were on their way to Popsicle Studio in L.A., where Richards is filming an upcoming project in their Ford F-150 Shelby pickup. A source on the set of the film that Richards was working on gave us some insight into what went down involving their vehicle and another, saying, quote, The van was on his tail, pushing him almost. They couldn't figure it out. Eventually, the van pulled up to their left and Pfeiffer's rolled down his window to confront the driver. During their exchange, the man went off on Pfeiffer's and Richard's. Pfeiffer's did try to apologize, but when he realized the man could not be reasoned with, he drove to the set of his wife's film as quickly as possible. It wasn't until they got there that Richards and Pfeiffer's noticed a bullet mark. They say they had been shot at. Richards, for her part, was definitely shaken by the incident, but decided not to let a jerk on the road interfere with her life. According to our source on set, 
She was very shaken up and terrified, but she was a trooper, and she went and filmed the whole day. She didn't want to not show up to work, which, wow, Denise Richards is amazing. I don't know if I could have done that. So, so glad everyone is okay. And I'm hoping a report was filed and some street cameras caught this guy because if it all went down as described, he needs to be off the road and behind bars. And now let's talk about England's fraught but favorite family, from the latest on The Crown to the upcoming Windsor Page Turner titled The Queen, Her Life. Let's get into all of it. Now, if you're like me, then you have The Crown at the top of your watch list. The hit Netflix drama premiered its fifth season last week, and it explores Queen Elizabeth's reign in the 90s and the challenges she faced. Most notably, viewers will see Princess Diana, expertly played by Elizabeth Debicki, and Prince Charles's marriage really crumble, along with Diana speaking out about how unhappy she was in the royal family. During this time, Diana turned to journalist Andrew Morton about all of this and became his secret source for his book, Diana, Her True Story. Now Andrew Morton, who himself is depicted in the show this season, is opening up to people in this week's issue about it all and his new book, The Queen, Her Life. You're going to want all the details on this one. So joining me now is People's Senior Editor, Aaron Hill. Hey, Aaron, welcome back to the show. Hi, Janine, great to be back. So when Diana opened up to Andrew back in the 90s, she used their mutual friend, Dr. James Colthurst, as the middleman to share these stories with him. And everything Diana said took Andrew completely by surprise, right? She did not hold back. So what did he tell us about hearing all of this for the first time? Yeah, so Andrew Warden opened up to people about working with Diana secretly during this time and how she recorded her recollections for him secretly in her Kensington Palace home. And as I knew he was listening to the recordings, there were several things that came up that he was totally unaware of. And he's a longtime Royals reporter, so he knew a lot about Charles and Diana and their life and the Royals. So when she talked about a woman named Camilla Parker Bowles, he had never heard of her, which is pretty incredible because she was such a force within the marriage of Charles and Diana. So that was new. She also talked about her bulimia, which is something that Andrew had never heard of. And she revealed her suicide attempts, which is something nobody, not even her close friend James, knew about. Wow. This book was such a pivotal moment, of course, both in Andrew's career and for the royal family. It must be weird watching this all play out in a hit Netflix show, but Andrew only has praise for how The Crown handles everything, right? Yeah, and he's a character himself. I mean, he's played in the show too, so it must be such an odd thing to watch back, but he really worked with the crown and sort of sharing his take on that time. And he worked so closely with Diana during these years, and he says he found Elizabeth Sebecki's depiction of Diana unnervingly accurate and authentic. He said he found those scenes especially moving and that it was such a tumultuous time and it brought back all of those memories for him. So what does he make of the exaggerations? So he says, of course, there are some exaggerations for dramatic effect. He says it was his office that was broken into, not his house, which is in one of the episodes. But he did say there's a pretty dramatic scene where James is on his bike delivering the messages back and forth, and he was knocked off his bike by a car. And Andrew says that happened. And also we see throughout the season that Diana is very concerned that her phone's being tapped or that her room is bugged. And he says that they had her sitting room in Kensington Palace swept for bugs and those incidents did happen. So a lot of that really went down. 
Well, a lot of public figures have spoken out about The Crown, saying the show is fictionalized and people need to know that. Moreover, there is some concern that King Charles's public image will falter because of this show, because let's be honest, these past two seasons do not make him look very good. So what does Andrew have to say about all of that? Does he think the show will affect King Charles's reputation today? So Andrew told us that he recognizes why the royal family, the firm, the establishment is worried about this series having an impact on the coronation of King Charles, which is coming up in May. But he says that he really doesn't think it will. If anything, it's just going to add to interest and intrigue around the family around this time all over the world. And that at this point, everybody kind of knows what went on. This has been largely reported and talked about and covered in pop culture and that everyone has like, accepted it. It's history. The interesting thing is now we're seeing Camilla, who is queen, but we're revisiting the time when she was viewed as the most hated woman in Britain. And it was always kind of the elephant in the room of whether she would become queen one day after Diana's death, of course, and when she married Charles. And it was something that the queen initially wasn't keen for Camilla to become queen, something Andrew talked about. Even though that she was friends with her family and, and became accepted, it's not something that people expected up until earlier this year when the queen said that it was her wish for Camilla to be the queen. Well, before I let you go, let's talk about Andrew's new book, The Queen, Her Life, where he celebrates the late monarch's, you know, incredible reign and dives into her relationship with Diana. So what did he share about this? He tells us that the queen was very supportive of Diana and that in the beginning, they had a really strong relationship. Diana always felt that the queen was kind of a, a marital referee, actually, when things got really tense between her and Charles. And she had wanted the queen to intervene more over her husband's relationship with Camilla. But in the end, it's not the queen's way and that the queen's policy was to sit back and, and hope for the best. She didn't meddle nearly as much as Diana wanted her to. Andrew also talks about the shock of when the queen died and, and how she had shed a lot of that turmoil that followed her in the 90s. And by the, at the time of her death, she had become this beloved grandmother figure in the UK and around the world. And he says very poignantly, we all thought she was superhuman, but in, you know, in the end, she was in fact human. So interesting. This guy knows all the stuff. Well, you can read an exclusive excerpt from that book in this week's issue of People, hitting newsstands everywhere on Friday. Erin, it's always so great to have you on. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Coming up, Candace Cameron Bure is not making friends in the LGBTQIA plus community, to say the least. And the star of some of your favorite holiday movies might be putting a damper on the season with recent comments about traditional marriage. But first, maybe it's because cuffing season is in full force, but we have another round of Hollywood relationship news coming your way today. We have engagements, hints at marriage, and potential couple sightings that we are going to tell you all about. So stay right there. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. 
FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Well, for years, Billy Ray Cyrus has been asking us not to break his heart. And despite finalizing a divorce from the mother of his children earlier this year, it seems that Cyrus has finally found someone who will keep his heart intact. The country music star officially announced his engagement to Australian singer Fire Rose, who he calls his soulmate. The couple, who met 12 years ago while Cyrus was out walking his late German shepherd, Rex, has a bit of an age gap. She's 34 and he's 61, but they believe that their marriage and relationship is built on a foundation of an enduring friendship and respect for each other's music. In fact, the two recently released a single together titled Time. Let's have a listen. Flip the eyeglass. Time. Tell me who needs time. Well, Cyrus also addressed rumors about a rift with his children over his new relationship, saying, quote, Everyone knew that my relationship with my ex-wife was over a long time ago. Everybody's turning the page. It's been a lot, but everyone knew that it was time for a change. All right, while we're talking marriage, Eva Mendez just dropped another hint that she just might have gotten married to her long-term beau, Ryan Gosling. In an Instagram post made on Tuesday, Mendez shared a photo of herself covering her face with her wrist, which is inked with the words, de Gosling. In Hispanic culture, the use of de or of unifies the woman's last name with her husband's after marriage, meaning the star's tattoo could be indicative of a Mrs. Gosling title. The actress has famously been private about her 11-year relationship with Gosling, so it may be a while yet before we get confirmation about the full meaning of her tattoo. But after two kids, marriage certainly wouldn't sound out of the question for the tried-and-true couple. But out with the old and in with the new love, there may be a new relationship for Brad Pitt. The Oscar-winning actor, who's 58, was photographed on Sunday backstage at a Bono concert in Los Angeles with Inez de Ramon. De Ramon, who works for the jewelry brand Anita Co., separated from her husband, Vampire Diaries star Paul Wesley, earlier this year. And Pitt, who was most recently linked to Emily Ratajkowski, who's now rumored to be Pete Davidson's boo, is still single, as far as anyone knows. Could Brad Ness be the new celebrity it couple? Only time will tell. Until then, all we can say for sure is that love is definitely in the air this chilly month. Millions of Americans grew up watching Candace Cameron Bure play DJ Tanner on Full House. And for most of the last decade, Cameron Bure became a regular in Hallmark holiday films like Christmas Under Wraps, A Christmas Detour, A Shoe Addict's Christmas. You're probably sensing a pattern here. But earlier this year, the actress ended her relationship with the Hallmark Channel to work with the newly formed network Great American Family. Now, Cameron Bure is receiving backlash from comments she made about that move. In a recent interview, when asked if there would be any LGBTQ plus stories featured on the network, she replied, quote, I think that great American family will keep traditional marriage at the core. 
as Hallmark prepares to premiere The Holiday Sitter, starring Jonathan Bennett, the network's first LGBTQ plus-centered love story, uh, Cameron Bure and Great American Family are being called out for being stuck in the past. Joining us now to talk about all of this and provide some cultural TV insight is People's Senior TV Editor, Brianne Heldman. Hey, Brianne. Hey, Janine. Man, this story is stealing my sunshine. As you know, I am a huge holiday movie fan, and this is just sad. Well, let's start with Candace Cameron Bure. Can you take us through her career working in these made-for-TV Christmas movies and, and why she made the leap from Hallmark to Great American Family? Yeah, Candace really had her career kind of continued from the Full House world and outside of Fuller House, even before Fuller House, with these Hallmark movies. She's made 30 Hallmark movies, which is insane. Ultimately, in April, when Candace announced that she was leaving Hallmark and heading over to this big role at Great American Family, she's also an executive producer of many movies. She's a creative director for the network. And she basically gave a statement saying that the network more aligned with her values. They were going to be more faith-based. And you know, that's all well and good. And now she's clarifying those statements in a way that is certainly very concerning. Well, for her part, Bure issued a lengthy statement this afternoon saying in part, all of you who know me know beyond question that I have great love and affection for all people. It absolutely breaks my heart that anyone would ever think I intentionally would want to offend and hurt anyone. And she goes on to say, I had also expressed in my interview, which was not included, that people of all ethnicities and identities have and will continue to contribute to the network in great ways, both in front of and behind the camera, which I encourage and fully support. I've never been interested in proselytizing through my storytelling, but in celebrating God's greatness in our lives through the stories I tell. So that's just some of what she has to say on the matter. But before that, a lot of people spoke out about her initial statements, Jojo Siwa being one of them. So what has the industry response been to all this, Brianne? I want to reiterate, these statements aren't just from Candace. They're also from Bill Abbott, who is the CEO of Great American Family, who chimed in and said, It's certainly the year 2022, so we're aware of the trends. By trends, he is actually referring to gay marriage, um, much like this traditional marriage reference that Candace made. So needless to say, Hollywood is not so happy. Jojo Siwa, who came out as queer back in 2021 and had a public feud with Candace earlier this year, they had a little bit of a tiff that wound up being kind of a cute social media moment and ended with hugs and love, JoJo posted and said, honestly, I can't believe after everything that went down just a few months ago that she would not only create a movie with intention of excluding LGBTQIA+, but then also talk about it in the press. This is rude and hurtful to a whole community of people. And of course, when JoJo posted that, a lot of people chimed in But the most interesting of those comments was Jodie Sweetin. Now, of course, we know Jodie Sweetin and Candace go way, way back to Full Mm -hmm. House from when they were we children. And Jodie chimed in on JoJo's Instagram and said, you know I love you with a red heart emoji. So Mm. that tells you where she stands on this and does make me question generally the whole relationship Jodie has with Candace. Candace did attend Jodie's wedding, but... When your supposed close friend and colleague is 
taking this major leadership role at a network, and then you go and make two, not one, but two holiday movies for the competing network. Jody has a movie on Lifetime and one on Hallmark. It is a statement. And speaking of statements, Glad gave one as well. What did they have to say about all this? Glad said, if Great American Family's plan is to intentionally exclude stories about LGBTQ couples, then actors, advertisers, cable and streaming platforms, and production companies should take note and seriously consider whether they want to be associated with a network that holds exclusion as one of its values. To that point, at least $500 million in ad revenue each year, according to industry analysts. That's what Christmas movies on the small screen bring in. But we've seen a growing number of LGBTQ plus holiday movies. Last year, Dan Levy and Kristen Stewart starred in Hulu's Happiest Season. And this year, Hallmark has The Holiday Sitter with Mean Girls star Jonathan Bennett. With being so behind the times, you think this new network will survive in this day and age? Or is there a good large number of people who want these movies about their quote-unquote traditional values. I think that the goal of having more faith-based programming is a good idea. There's a market for that. So if they lean into that, great. But there's a big difference between faith-based programming and exclusion. And I think they will struggle if they continue down a line of exclusion and hate because people aren't going to want to align with them. And certainly, more power to Hallmark. They really have been expanding in diversity. Lifetime has always been a bit more diverse and less conservative than a Hallmark. But Hallmark really has been expanding. This isn't their first movie featuring an LGBTQ plus couple. It is just the first movie that is they are the centric couple. And I can't wait to see it. They have really been growing. I mean, even little things with Hallmark. I just watched a movie where both the main character was divorced and her mother was also divorced. Shocking. That seems like a (laughs) tiny little thing, but that also is a statement against this traditional family, which is just a disgusting term. I'm sorry. Traditional family should mean nothing more than two people who love each other, vow to spend the rest of their lives together. And beyond that, that's the end of that definition. There you go. Brianne, thanks so much for breaking all of this down with us. I did not know holiday movies could get this deep, but they really have this year. Thank you so much. To be a princess, you have to believe that you're a princess. You've got to walk the way you think a princess would walk. So think tall. You've got to smile and wave and just have fun. So are you ready? Now, as always, we will leave you with a little something to make you smile, especially if you're a citizen of Genovia, because your princess is back. Yesterday, it was reported that Disney is developing a third Princess Diaries movie, and fans are crossing their fingers that the stars of the first two films, Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews, sign on to reprise their roles. Hathaway has not yet confirmed whether she will join the cast of this third film as Mia Thermopolis, the unassuming high school student who learns that she is the princess of a small fictional nation. But really, who can imagine those films without her, right? And I'm going to just say it, I think she'll sign on. I mean, this is the actress who has said her experience being a part of The Princess Diaries was a dream come true and very, very, very magical. I have to agree. 
Like her former co-star, though, Julie Andrews has also remained tight-lipped thus far about whether or not she'll officially be coming back to our screens as Mia's prim and proper grandmother, Queen Clarice Rinaldi, who teaches her everything she needs to know about being a princess. However, she did previously hint that she might be open to returning to the role if it was handled the right way. Andrews, who's only 87 years young, said in an interview, I might just be a little too granny for it. I don't know. It depends what the story is. And if they come up with something, that would be wonderful. Again, it's not a for sure yes, but I'm hopeful. Since news of this film just leaked, we can't give you a release date quite yet. But even though The Princess Diaries films have already moved beyond the scope of the Meg Cabot book series they're based on, that's still a good way to get into the spirit, right? So dig out those boxes of books from middle school, revisit Genovia, and get excited for The Princess Diaries 3. That brings us to the end of today's show, you guys. Thanks for spending your Wednesday with us. And I cannot wait to share tomorrow's news with you here on People Every Day.